0: Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat.
1: Welcome back to Voices of UCM. I'm your host, Olivia Gibbs, and today we're on the air with Danielle Soxie, UCM alum and current reporter at KQ2 in St. Joseph, Missouri. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I want to jump right into your time at UCM because you are one of the most involved undergrads that I have ever met. Um, If I remember correctly, you double majored in digital media production and theater. Yes, I did. Was it musical theater or just theater? It was musical theater. Okay. And what was the deciding
0: factor in that? And why I double majored or? Yeah. Okay. Well, when I was applying for colleges, the entire time growing up, I thought I was going to go to K State because that's where my parents went and it was just like a family tradition. And then I realized like I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And K State didn't, they just had theater, they didn't have a musical theater program. So I kind of got connected with this lady to help me with auditions and stuff. And Central Missouri was one of them. And I got in. Plus, they had, A sports broadcasting classes that I was really attracted to. So that's ultimately why I decided to go to UCM because I knew I could kind of dip my toes into both and try out uh, both passions of sports and theater. So did you come here like mainly focused on musical theater or were you kind of like in the middle? Right out of the gate, I was just musical theater. And then I I don't remember one, either my second semester or sophomore year, I picked up the sports communications minor, and then that's when I started meeting everyone like Joe Moore and then started talking about it, and both departments, DMP and theater, are in the same building and kind of cross over sometimes, so just looking at my plan, like, oh, could it work? Could I add a second major? And it worked out, so I was I don't think I started the digital media production major until maybe like the second semester of sophomore year or junior year, but a lot of those classes also dipped into the sports comm minor. So I was already crossing some off and same with the crossover of electives. So I ended up doing two majors and a minor in four and a half years and it worked out.
1: (laughs) That is insane. How did you, how did you keep up with all of that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was just so used to doing so much stuff because that's how I was like growing up. I was involved in sports ever since I was a kid. I played volleyball, basketball, softball, track. Like I just did sports 24 seven since I was like five years old. And I would do theater and I would take piano lessons and voice lessons and dance classes. So I guess just like growing up as a kid, I was used to a busy schedule. And then when I got to high school and did sports and band and choir and dance team, it just like on top of school <laughs> that I I was used to it. And I went to a small, really small high school. So I had to be involved in everything. And I love trying out different things. So I guess I just was like, you know what? I'm used to it. And a bunch of my professors were like, Danielle, how are you surviving? I said, I did this when I was in high school. So this isn't really any different, but I had a ton of fun. Um, So did you have an
1: emphasis in digital media production or not really since you had the minor in sports communication?
0: I started off with an emphasis in digital journalism, and then I switched over to live studio and remote.
1: Okay. Um, And is there anything that kind of like sticks out to you when you think about your time in digital media production? Um, Any projects that you worked on that you feel like were kind of, um, I guess, like monumental to your time in undergrad?
0: Well, definitely the sports broadcasting class. And I tell everyone that's in the DMP department, even if you are a audio emphasis or film emphasis, like. If you are looking for an extra elective to pick up, do sports broadcasting because you learn so much on the production side, camera, director, technical director, audio, replay, like there's so many different things you can pick up and learn that, like down the road, if you're looking even for like a freelancer side gig, like, oh, I used to run replay for live sporting events. I can do that for a like a local team or something. Like, So all that stuff was really fun and that really opened the door for me, which opened the door for doing sideline reporting for the football team, for the radio, which was the best opportunity in the world. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't take the sports broadcasting classes. And then also that class had the opportunity to go to and cover a ton of MIAA conference tournaments like basketball and baseball and That is like an exact real life experience of going out and working like 20 games in five days. And that just having that on a resume is a huge deal because it's like, oh, I've been thrown into that kind of pressure before and I've survived. So the sports broadcasting classes definitely was like the starting point that changed everything.
1: Okay. And so you kind of just brought it up. Um, I know you did sideline reporting, you were in a sorority. Um, you were yes. in
0: musical theater. <laughs> what other kind of organizations were you involved in? I did choir as well. Um, even though it was a class, we still had like outside performances and practices, which I absolutely loved concert choir. And I remember one semester I did rainbow tones, which was an acapella choir, which was so much fun. I did sorority life. I started that my sophomore year and then I was on like some boards for like some clubs I was in like dance club I was on the board for that one or two semesters I had roles within my sorority and I think there was some other stuff like in DMP that I I can't think of off the top of my head but I I was always on something during the semester each semester that is correct (laughs)
1: Um, So then during undergrad, what were your career goals? And you can, I mean, that can be freshman year, senior year, just whatever.
0: Well, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to perform. So on the theater side, I love singing and dancing, like in the big dance musicals, like Footloose, Wedding Singer, Legally Blonde, those types of musicals. That was always one goal was just like, I'm going to be in movies one day. I'm going to perform on stage for co- in concerts, <laughs> and then I've always wanted to be a sideline reporter for like the NFL or MLB. That is like dream, dream. Like I'm gonna be the next Aaron Andrews, Michelle Tafoya, just all those uh, professional sideline reporters, or maybe like work in studio for like MLB Network or 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 Fox Sports or something. So. There's there's so many different things I want to do, but for the sports world, that has been like the one thing that really hasn't changed.
1: Okay. Okay. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will be discussing what Danielle is currently up to. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus dot org. Brought to you by the ad council. If you are just tuning in, we are on the air with Danielle Soxie, UCM alum and current reporter at KQ2 in St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, Danielle, I know your story, but how did you get into local news?
0: So I graduated college December of 2019 and one of the former DMP students, Allison Cook was a producer at KQ2. And she texted me if, while I was still at school that semester, Um, if there were any undergrads that were interested in being a news reporter or an MMJ, a multimedia journalist. And I said, I'll pass the note along. And my, in college, my focus was never just specifically news reporter. It was always sports, like 95% of the time. So at first I was like, I'll pass it along. And then since I was about to graduate, I was like, well, can you explain more of it to me? I'm about to graduate, I'm possibly looking for a job. And she, she gave me an explanation of the job. And then fast forward, I'm on the phone with the news director there. And suddenly I have a job at a TV station in St. Joe. And honestly, like I never, ever imagined ever being a TV reporter at a news station as a news reporter. And I do some sports as well, but like my main focus is news. Mm -hmm. And
1: what, what's like your favorite type of local news to report on?
0: I love the feel good stories, like the community stories. Like here's a specific one. Tonight, I'm going to do a story about the St. Joseph museums. There's a black archives museum where each February for Black History Month, they induct like a few uh, members of the community that are doing really good things in the Black community each year. And last year, they didn't do it because of COVID, but also they lost a lot of Black uh, people in the community and a few members of the Hall of Fame. So even though it's technically like my day off, I've, I've been like in communication with this group for a while. And I'm really excited to go cover the story of inducting in two new members because it's just so important to them. So I love that story that makes people happy. But I think my favorite story that I've ever done at KQ2 is definitely this guy named Roger McCush. He was the very first chiefs fan of the year and the NFL, I believe in 2021 picked these, or this was the 2020, 2021 season. First time they were doing a fan of the year and they were picking a fan from each team. And the guy that was for the chiefs happened to be in Savannah, Missouri, which is like 15 minutes from the station. And he had a great story. He battled cancer. He and his wife are just the nicest people. And I have done probably five stories on them, just about all the different opportunities that he's had with the chiefs during his time of fan of the year. And then, just like post that. So I've grown like a really strong connection with them. And it's just been so nice. Cause I didn't think, you know, I would be making these community connections with these people in St. Joe that I never thought I'd even be working there. And now I have all these connections. So it's super nice. Yeah. Um,
1: I have experience in local news as well, and I completely agree. Um, getting to meet People in small communities like St. Joe and Warrensburg, it gives you like a new appreciation, I think, for the community. Um, So, you mentioned your favorite story. What's your favorite part about being um, a local news reporter?
0: Well, kind of like what you just said. At first, I'm going to be honest, I did not like it because I was just like thrown into this world that I didn't expect I would be in. Like, that's not what I imagined. And it was, like, all news. And then a month later, COVID hit. Like, I started the middle of February, and then it was the middle of March, and everything changed. So, like, the whole world of how reporters operated and what we were reporting on just completely 360 ed So, after, now that I've been there for two years, I've grown for a deeper appreciation of liking news, even though that's still, like, not my ultimate goal to be a news reporter, you have to find different things that you like to get yourself through and to enjoy it. And the connections and like sharing people's stories in general is what keeps me going every single day because it's not about me. I mean, but it's about the stories that I share for other people because they're the ones that it's affecting. Right.
1: What is a typical work day like
0: for you? Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Every day is completely different. So depending on if I have a story set up already, say it's a fresh late in the morning, us reporters and our news director, we talk over story ideas with each other and then just start making phone calls <laughs> out to the community, which is kind of nice in a smaller town like St. Joe, well a smaller city, is that they don't they know they don't get exposure from Kansas City as much. So they're like, oh yeah, we'll do a story. story." And they love just getting the word out for whatever company they're involved with. And we start making phone calls and just ask, hey, I'm working on this story. I was wondering if you could help me out and just kind of explain some things and hopefully set up a time during that day. I like setting stories up no later than 2 p.m. at the absolute latest, especially if I'm turning it for that night. And then I get the story set up it's like a one-man band. I go and take my camera, tripod, and audio, and questions, and go go meet the person or people because you always want two sources if you're doing a package. And <laughs> and uh, I go do the interview. I shoot my own B-roll or video, and then if I'm doing two interviews and shooting B-roll, it I always do some side chatter as well. <laughs> it takes me about forty-five minutes total. Come back. Look through it all, pick out certain sound bites, start writing my story, and then I voice it, edit it, and it goes on. I do a Vosot for the five o'clock, a shorter version of the story, and then a package for the six. And then after it gets aired, I write a web article for it, and then I come home and then I do it again.
1: <laughs> so are you only focusing on like one story a day or do you in the mornings have like a couple of different ones that you're
0: looking at? Uh, um, it's always depending. I mean, you want to have, I mean, we're always calling multiple people because there's a, always a good chance someone says no, or just isn't available that day. So we set it up. They call back and they're like, I can't do today, but I could do tomorrow or next week. So we set it up unless it's like, you know, the health department or city, city council that has something going on that night. Normally. They're really good about saying yes and doing an interview that day. But like, say I'm at a story and someone calls me from like last week that is just now getting back to me. I'll talk to them and say, hey, yeah, we're still interested and set up a story for later on. Just always got to have your phone on, always got to have ideas flowing, always got to be making calls.
1: So do people ever approach the station with a story idea or is it typically you guys putting feelers out?
0: It's a definite mix of both. We get people that will send us messages on like Facebook and stuff that say, hey, we're doing this community event. We'd love this or that. or, or they send emails. And then we always have people call in and they might not be a story. <laughs> they might be something kind of crazy or out there, but we still listen and just like take notes and say, Hey, we'll we'll run it by our news director. We'll let you know and stuff. So uh, yeah, and then some people sometimes you just you've been in c- contact with this person forever that it's like, hey, we're announcing this next week. we we need you there. So it's like that kind of stuff. It's oh, but you always have to be thinking of stories too, because some days, like, everyone says no. and some days everyone says yes.
1: I have definitely been there. <laughs> um, so, Let's talk about some of the other work that you're doing. Um, I feel like you have just never really slowed down. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were talking about how busy you were in high school and then um, during UCM, and now um, you're still doing work in sports and in freelance. Um, How did you get into broadcasting with um, the Missouri Westerns basketball
0: team? So, I wasn't doing as much sports as I wanted to with KQ2, which is totally fine because my job is a news reporter. We have two full-time sports reporters. They'll ask me every once in a while to help out with games, which I am doing this weekend because district basketball starts. So there's like six games around the area. So every once in a while, I get to help out here and there. But I was like, I want to do more. (laughs) So I know the radio guy. He's like a year older than me that works at 680 KFEQ or the St. Joseph Post. They have like a bunch of different names, but it's the local St. Joe radio station. And he's the voice of the Griffins, like as of last September. And we were talking about football stuff, but my schedule was already so busy in the fall that football didn't work out. But I was like, hey, when basketball season rolls around, I'd absolutely love to help. And so I knew some of the people that worked in the athletic department and they were like, yeah, Danielle can definitely help. So I go on the road and I can't make every single game, but I go on the road and do color commentating for Missouri Western men's and women's basketball games. And it has been a blast. Like yesterday I was in Hayes, Kansas (laughs) for the game in Fort Hayes, but the season is almost over and next week we'll be in Kansas city. So that'll be fun. But it's just, I for I haven't done radio in a while, and radio in college for football was my favorite thing and getting back into it I was like wow I needed this like I forgot how much I like I knew how much I loved it, but getting back on the headset and on the radio was just like a big fresh breath of fresh air and it has been incredible and I I love I love it
1: um so do you plan on working other sports as well or do you think it's like your schedule is going to pick up again and you know it'll probably just be basketball. I don't
0: know. I haven't really uh, talked to uh, Tommy about the future yet because we are almost done with basketball season. So I think we'll be in more talks this summer. I, I just don't know because that is like, with he's their main guy, but he always has different people that will come in and help out. So say he has a different guy to do home games, but say he can't do them, and I can't fill in, then there's always some other people. So it's just one of those things like, Hey, do you want to help out with some games this season for whatever season it is? And I know the main two um, sports that Tommy does is football and basketball. So right now we don't know, cause we're trying to finish basketball season. Right. Um,
1: so then you also still work with Zimmerman productions out of Kansas city, correct? I do. Okay, what kind of work do you do with them?
0: I do more of what I did in college, which is the production side. And UCM and Zimmerman Productions has a great uh, gateway with where a lot of students work for him. I mainly, I mean, well, the only thing I really do with him is work the formerly T-Bones, now Monarchs baseball team, because that's the closest to where I live. But Zimmerman Productions does so many other teams in kansas city as well and then oh last year i did some casey woso games as well because they also played at the same stadium and i do when i was interning i did camera and some replay and then the next year i got promoted to do directing and replay and that was really fun and then now for freelance, I'll just say, Hey, if you need me sometime this summer, cause I know he's got new interns every summer and that's the most important. Um, but, but normally I do uh, replay like 90% of the time. And then a couple times last summer I did run camera, which I was kind of nervous for cause I hadn't run like a big camera like that in like two years, <laughs> but it was really fun. So it's so much fun. I love the, People there that at are that are at the Monarchs and Casey Woso and seeing all the different uh, UCM students come through as interns. I was like, "Hey, where do you go? Oh, UCM. Oh, I was an intern just like you for Zimmerman." (laughs) So it it that's so much fun. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of my classmates that are like, "Oh, I'm gonna go work for Zimmerman tonight." Um, So yeah, he is definitely keeping that that program alive and well. We are going to take one more commercial break, and then we will be back to discuss your plans for the future.
0: Hey, you want to know what's going on around the University of Central Missouri? We have two great ways to keep you posted. One, you can listen to UCM The Beat by downloading the app for iPhone or Android, or listen online at digitalberg.com slash The Beat. And two, check out the Mule Skinner, UCM's award-winning student news service at muleskinnernews.com.
1: If you are just tuning in, we are on the air with Danielle Soxie, UCM alum and current reporter at KQ2 in St. Joseph, Missouri. Um, Danielle, are there any stories other than the one that you mentioned tonight that you are currently working on?
0: You know, I have some that I'm trying to for next week. It's crazy because I'm a general reporter, so I don't have uh, a beat. So it could be literally anything. (laughs) Like I know next week, there's some big closure because they're uh, working on a bridge for some really big project in St. Joe that I know um, one of us reporters needs to reach out on. So I have that written down (laughs) that's like starting next week. And then a lady reached out to me that I've worked with before that works at the local YWCA and runs the Grit Center, which is for the teens and the youth. And she said a local high school student is starting to host like mental health sessions that just kind of, hey, come and anyone in town that's a high school student or middle school student, just let's get together and just talk about mental health stuff. So I'm trying to set something up like that. But other than that, that's that's what I'm I'm thinking of right now. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I'm not thinking too far ahead because there's just so much that's going on because there's local city stuff you have to cover, too. So. That's what I have on the horizon currently. (laughs)
1: Okay. And have your career goals changed in any way since working in local news? Or are you still very much like, I want to do sports?
0: It's still definitely sports. I know that I want, I think the biggest thing I've realized is, yes, it's sports, but I have to realize, well, what in sports? And I know what I've missed the most is working like for a team. Cause I loved focusing just like on the UCM football team and then UCM basketball and then baseball, softball, whatever sport we were covering, because I feel like I do my best work when I, my focus is more in on just a team. And I love working like with the players and coaches and the other radio people and the SIDs and anyone else involved in game day. So I know that just like the team aspect is, is what I really love, but there's so much in sports that I love to do. Like I love trying statting and I love trying promotional stuff and I love uh, doing the production side behind the camera and I love doing the interviews. So it's been difficult <laughs> to say the least, but I just still like want to continue to try almost every avenue before I, r- I really buckle down. Um,
1: Do you have a favorite part of working sports or is it just like everything?
0: I mean, I honestly think it's the connections with the people and like being involved and knowing what's going on. Like game days are so fun, but still like outside of game day two is really fun and important. Just, Hey, this is what's going on. We need you to help with this. And if you build good connections and say, you just do video production, Hey, can you, do you have free time to help us with the promotion over here or something like, Oh yeah. But I would still say like looking back at it, when I did interviews with the coach at halftime. And then during the week, I did the player interviews. That was my favorite.
1: Okay. And you worked with the Monarchs when they won a championship, correct?
0: Yes. I actually, so the three seasons that I worked out there last season, I worked with the Monarchs and they won the championship. And then my very first year with the T-Bones, they won the championship. And then the year after that, they went to the semifinal round and they didn't make it, but so all three years have been post-season runs.
1: That's exciting. Um, do you have any advice for digital media production students or just students in general that want to get into sports or news reporting or anything like that?
0: Definitely try everything. <laughs> I know it's a lot and it feels like you're taking on a lot, so maybe like stick to two things per semester Or if there's something you really like, continue it out. But each semester, maybe like try something else too. Because I know like my last semester, I did not expect to be producing two podcasts. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) I did not think I'd be doing this, but I ended up doing that. So that was really fun. And like working in the labs, I worked behind the scenes and just got to uh, just see all the students come through and work on different projects. Even if you don't like it, like, If you are going to be working with camera equipment, like you're going to need to know audio. So, like, put your hand on whatever audio project is going on. Say yes to almost everything. I mean, you can say no sometimes, but don't say no immediately. Like, keep your options open. Do the sports broadcasting class and write. You absolutely need to learn how to write. I don't care if you're film, audio, journalism sports broadcasting behind the scenes everyone needs to know how to write whether it's an article whether it's a short uh, tv script like say the easiest way to practice is if there is an accident and just type out what the accident report would be, that would be the first immediate one to go out in the news. And it's not the full story, like the first thing you hear, that's a good way to start. So I write more, everyone needs to write more. (laughs) I think that's good advice. Cause I think, I think the
1: writing part kind of gets overlooked in the program. Um, I think a lot of students get really focused on like, there's cameras and there's all this equipment and I want to get my hands on it. Um, but I think the writing part gets overlooked and people think that they don't have to do
0: that because they're doing all of this work with the cameras. If you know how to write, that will take you a very long way cuz a lot of people don't know how to write. And that doesn't mean you have to be a professional at it and that you've had you've worked for your student newspaper. Like even if it's just an assignment in class, save one or two that were really good and if you have a a cup just do a couple other stories on the side. Like Yes, because a lot of interviews in the broadcasting digital media world will ask you, do you know how to write? And even if you say no, just like, if your thought is no, I didn't do journalism, say no, but I did take a writing class or I did do a couple articles or assignments. And this is what I have because they will help you. (laughs) They will take that and say, okay, we can work with that.
1: Okay. Okay. That is very good advice. Thank you. Unfortunately, that is all of the time that we have for this evening. Danielle, again, thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to join me again next week at the same time and place. I'm Olivia Gibbs, and this has been Voices of UCM.